Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, tiny Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Yancey Porter's joining me tonight. It is finally game week. Finally. Man, I can't wait. I know our big alumni group there in Memphis is ready to get this game done, too. They have been hearing all kind of smack talk from their buddies in Memphis. So this is a big one for our alumni in that area. Well, it's a big one, period. It is. It's a big one for the – this is a really young Ole Miss football team, and they need confidence. They need to know they can get it done. They're an underdog uh, going on the road the first game of the year with two new systems, two new coordinators. Uh, it's just big for a lot of reasons and not, you know. It's big for Matt Luke, too. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, trying to establish himself as a as a, the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, and even though he's been the head coach for two years, this is really his staff, his team, his recruits, so to speak, most of them. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's just a big game, no question about it. And you know, as Ole Miss people. We never want to admit that Memphis can beat us, but they have. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, they, they have us. with much worse teams, and Ole Miss with much better teams. Yeah. Uh, it certainly happened. Two thousand and three and two thousand and fifteen, mm-hmm. we went to Cotton Bowl and Sugar Bowl. We mm-hmm. both both of those years we lost to Memphis, and that that's probably two of the worst losses uh, that I can re- remember as as a Rebel. In games that What's I felt like three we should win. What's the opening kickoff? I know that the the uh, 14 or 15 or whenever we lost to them was not. That was in the no, middle of the no, season. in the middle of the season. The but was, was the three opening kickoff? three was the opening game, yeah. yeah. Eli Manning threw as perfect a pass to as tape. I've ever seen to Tate Biddle, and he dropped it. <laughs> I know. And I, and I almost cried. What's on tap tonight brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen, Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square by far. 120 South 11th. Oh, never mind. You know where the library is. Tonight we're going to have Johnny, Mr. Ben Garrett's going to talk to us a little bit about basketball for about 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, deservedly Some so. Good stuff going on Man. there. And then at 6.30 we're going to have wide receiver coach Jacob Peeler, who's kind of Starting from scratch, Yancey. Not really starting over, per se, because Braylon Sanders is back. Elijah Moore is back. But very, very young and, and starting kind of from from scratch. In a, in a different style of receiver group than what we've seen since the freeze era started, basically, which are big, tall, physical receivers that causes mismatches. And now they've got a bunch of six feet, six one guys outside of one or two guys yeah. That uh, it's going to be a whole or different shorter. style or, or shorter. shorter. It is Elijah Moore and Tyler Nider. It's a way different under looking feet. group. But Coach Peeler cannot talk about any kind of recruits specifically. But he told me 
Don't you worry, Yancey, because I'm always, hey, where are the big guys? Where are the big guys? He said every three, four guys that we're going to sign next year will be 6'3 or bigger. So he's going to get back to that group. But this year, they're they're not the same group that we've seen in the past. I want to tell you, though, I, in, in Rich Rod's offense, yep, I, I know, like playing I space. I like he's Elijah Moore's and, yeah. and Dennis Jackson's. and It's going to be different. We just got to see the flow. What we saw in the spring game is not what you're going to see in the opening no, game. So, no. you know, it, it, we just got to see how it works. My, but, my issue with the smaller wide receivers that we've got right now is Rich Rob wants to run the ball more, and that means the wide receivers are going to have to block more. Sure. And you need bigger guys. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Railway Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership are farming your own land a reality? Visit FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Y'all Hotline. Prepaid by Ceasefire is going big for back to school with special deals, including like new iPhone 6s for just 49 bucks and a daily $500 giveaway. Learn more at cspire.com backslash prepaid. Ceasefire customer inspired. Let's go to the control room now 
with Mr. Jack Schultz in the Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, it's finally game week. The Ole Miss football team will kick off the 2019 season at 11 a.m. on Saturday at Memphis. The Rebels lead the series 49-11-2 all-time and won the last contest 48-28 in 2016. The last time the game was played in the Liberty Bowl, however, Memphis knocked off the Rebels 37-24. The current line puts Memphis as a six-point favorite over Ole Miss with just five days remaining until kickoff. This week will mark the first start for redshirt freshman Matt Corral. He leads an offense that has lost a lot of NFL talent and is newly engineered by offensive coordinator Rich Rodriguez beginning his first season in Oxford as well. On the defensive side, JUCO transfer Jonathan Haynes is healthy and ready to contribute at safety while linebackers Sam Williams and Lakia Henry are expected to improve a maligned group. First-year defensive coordinator Mike McIntyre has changed to a 3-4 scheme, which will give Memphis a much different look from last year. In other Ole Miss sports news, the soccer team began the season 1-1 this week. Matt Mott's team got off to a strong start with a 2-0 win over North Alabama on Thursday night, but dropped a disappointing contest 3-1 at Memphis last night. The Lady Rebels will have to rebound quickly with games at home against Southeast Missouri and Minnesota in the Rebel Classic on Thursday and Sunday, respectively. The volleyball season will get under the way this week as well as head coach Steve McRoberts and his team host their own Rebel Invitational. Central Florida, Rice, and Iowa State will arrive in Oxford for matches on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's the latest Ole Miss news for now. Back to you guys. Good job as usual. Mr. Schultz is in his final year of law school. Nice. He's about to make the big bucks. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hire him for the old Miss Spirit when uh, he gets out. Uh, let him, because <laughs> my lawyer's going about about to retire. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we he don't may need never lawyers. He may never retire. My lawyer. <laughs> about but, like you. Yeah. No. What else you gonna that do? Ain't, that ain't happening. Uh, Liberty Bowl Stadium, 11 o'clock Saturday morning. I've been told, Yancey, just a little heads up, that you better get there about 9, 9.15 because parking's terrible, just terrible. Always. Take uh, the bus from the Peabody. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do. Um, injury situation, Montrell Custis will not play. He's He's been in green all of August. And they're I saying, hope they redshirt him. They're saying today that Alex Givens is day-to-day, and they expect him to take a few snaps. Uh, you know, Matt did. Uh, and the question was raised, you know, will he be ready to, to do anything? And Matt said, know hey, he's out there. with his experience, we're not worried about him knowing what to do, you know, and, and he's been working out. And so we'll see. We'll see what, what transpires there. He's looked good in conditioning, I'll say that, when he's out there. Like I said, he's – Bending well, stopping, doing things with his back, and not twinging like you see with the cusses mm-hmm. out there with his leg. And I asked Matt today in his press conference if uh, uh, Kadir Shepard was going to be very effective with that big club on his broken left hand uh, that was surgically repaired last week. And he said, well, he's showing him pictures of Patrick Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I can remember that's had that success. You know, But Pete well, Willie's arguably one of the greatest linebackers of all time. Well, you know, so uh, I, I would think that past rush situations, uh, Kadir will be okay. I, I'd be kind of a little worried in open field tackling. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
They say they're going to play a lot of people. Yancey's going to be hot and uh, really hot. Just a ton of people. And if you look down the depth chart that they put out today, there's nine or ten first-time starters. Um, and that's 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 pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. You got Sam Williams at outside linebacker, John Haynes, JUCO guy uh, at strong safety, Lakia Henry at inside All linebacker. All three first-year player JUCO guys. Yep. Eli Johnson is first-year starter at center. Yep. Uh, Royce Newman, first year at left guard on the offensive line. Miles Battle will be first year at wide receiver. Michael Howard at left tackle. He's been here a long time, but he's never started. Jalen Julius may have started a couple of games at cornerback, yeah, but he's they got him at free safety, so this is a new position for him. I'll, I'll hold that at seven. Keep going. Uh, Ryder Anderson has never started at defensive end. Got it spared, so. And like Matt, Matt Corral has never started at quarterback. Got experience. So you got really seven that are brand new, and then you got four different positions, limited play. You know, well, then Rodgers gotten a lot of snaps, which is interesting that Rodgers at first team. I mean, well, to me, Chuck. He's one of those ors. Did you see all the or, O-R on the depth chart today? Yeah. Ryder Anderson or Tarikus Tisdale. Uh, Lakia Henry or Willie Hibbler, Momo Sanogo or Dante Evans. You yeah. Know. Uh, well, the but the game we we've everybody's talked about the O line and and DBs is going to be important, no question. Uh, and you know the new quarterback and all that, but the game's going to be won or lost on, on that front seven for Ole Miss defense. That's where it's going to be won or lost. I mean, if you look at Memphis's defense uh they they just every time i watch them they're just as bad as old miss's defense these last few years i mean it looks like the offense is going against air against them so i got confidence the offensive line is going to be good enough to win that game offensively i got confidence in corral i got confidence in uh you know everybody else offensively wide receiver we'll see how mismatch they're going to put up a lot of points can old miss put pressure on their quarterback that likes to get in a lot short time rhythm passes. He's not much of a deep ball guy. If they can really start jamming that line of scrimmage and putting pressure on him, and I think Ole Miss is going to have a very successful day. Well, they got to stop the run. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing they got to do. But that's what the the front seven is. Yeah, yeah. that's where it's going to be won or lost is that front seven. Yeah, and he's and Mike's going to have seven or or eight in the box all the time. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Railway Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. 
If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspire.com. A Van Atkins diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. A Van Atkins mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Atkins diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Atkins Jewelers Store at downtown New Albany or VanAtkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Rebel, Rebel. I hope we're, we're uh, singing Rebel, Rebel after Saturday around mm-hmm. 3.30 or 4 o'clock, don't you, Nick? I do, too. All right, we're now joined with Mr. Ben Garrett of the Old Miss Spirit, and he's our basketball and baseball guru. Ben, what's happening, buddy? It's like your second show of the year, and it's game week, and you're already reaching deep down in the well to me for a guess? <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, we got. Well, listen, we got some things popping in basketball. We got to have you. We got to get caught up, dude. Tell us about this okay. length of all these uh, freshmen coming in hey, now. With Sean is every, Robinson. Is everybody on campus? Everybody is on campus. Um, the last being Sean Robinson, who reclassified from 2020 to 2019. He followed Sammy Hunter, who had to do some coursework over the summer. After coming in from Canada, a couple of his courses didn't take, so he had to take two different classes, and he got cleared, and they're all on campus now. So that's the full 13-man roster, and um, safe to say at this point that that's far and away the best class Ole Miss basketball has ever signed collectively and mm-hmm. should make certainly for um, a deep rotation and one that Kermit Davis can mix and match depending on the opposition and the personnel he wants to run against any given team. They have length, they have athleticism, speed, they got size, and um, most importantly, it's a roster crafted in Kermit Davis's own image. So it, it's a really good, productive offseason. It has been a productive offseason for Ole Miss basketball, and um, I know they're certainly going to be ready to roll come November. Who of those newcomers, uh, Ben, do you project to, to really help? Well, I think a number of them um, will certainly make an impact immediately. Hadeem C sticks out. He's probably going to be the starter at the five. 
Um, I think certainly Austin Crowley's already carved out a role in that rotation. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not starting by SEC play. He's that good. I mean, that kid's made an immediate impact, immediate impression on these coaches. But I think the big question mark, and Sammy Hunter's going to play. I mean, they, they love that kid, and they need his size and athleticism on the front line. But I think the biggest question is what Sean Robinson's role is going to be. I don't think they're going to put any type of expectations on him. They'll let him come in. They'll evaluate him. Um, I think in an ideal world, they would prefer if Sean could come in, they could put the needed weight they think he needs on him and redshirt him and then unlock him next year. But he might come in and, and show out and force his way into the rotation. But that's the beauty of what this roster presents. Like last year when they only had a seven-man rotation, they could afford if they needed to or they wanted to or if it best suited the personnel in the roster. Redshirt Sean Robinson because they got other guys that can play. And um, – I think that's a big benefit going into the year. They got three guys they know they're going to rely on, and Hadim and um, Austin Crowley and Sammy Hunter. But um, if one of those guys doesn't develop or doesn't come along or uh, isn't what they expect that particular guy to be, they could go and dip down to Sean Robinson, or they can go to um, Bryce Williams, or um, maybe even Dude Com. I think Dude's probably the one that's furthest away, but. Um, they've, they've got a lot of depth on the roster, and that's an encouraging thing. Ben, with Sean reclassifying and graduating a year early, do you think he's coming into the program uh, with thoughts of redshirting? I don't think he's coming in with thoughts of redshirting. I think that Ole Miss is leaving open that possibility. I think they're going to allow for any possibility, really. Um, yeah. They just wanted to get him on campus. I think there wasn't anything left for Sean Robinson to accomplish in his high school career, and I think every party recognized that, and that's why it was a push for them in the spring to get him to reclassify. And He told me uh, on Friday that it really didn't become uh, a true possibility for him until midway through the spring. He started thinking that, look, I can go to college. There's not much left for me here. Um, at worst, he'll get into a college strength and conditioning program because all the tools are there for an NBA player. Um, mm-hmm. He can shoot really well for a big. He's super athletic. He's quick. He can handle the ball. He can rebound well. Um, he's got every single tool you want in your toolbox for a, a big in the modern-day college basketball world, but he could add size. That's where he could get bigger, and he wasn't going to get that, and that's no disrespect to um, Uta Price Gilbert, the high school he just came from, but he wasn't going to get the strength and conditioning that he would need and would otherwise get at Ole Miss under Riley Allen. So to get him in, to get their hands on him, um, kind of mold him into what they think and believe he can be, and that's an NBA talent potentially within the first two years of his playing career, um, That that's why they're leaving open the possibility for a red shirt and not necessarily saying, hey, you're going to come in and you're going to set the world on fire. They don't need him to do that. There are no expectations for him, and he knows that. Um, he wants to play, but obviously it's going to be dependent on what Ole Miss needs him to be this year. Just having him on campus, though, is a huge, huge thing because now he'll be a year ahead of schedule once they do unlock him full go in 2020. So he's 6'10", C is 6'10", what's uh, Hunter, 6'9"? 6'9", 6'9", 6'10". So he... Could Hunter play some stretch five? I know he's big on the stretch five. Is he that kind of guy, Ben? A little bit. Uh, I think Hadim fits more for what they're looking for in a five. If they need to go small, they could put KJ there. Sammy, his athleticism should play play up as a four. Um, he can definitely step out and shoot from three, but really they want to be able to utilize his athleticism there at the four. And the, the thing about true freshmen is you don't want to have to bring him in 
and throw him into what is inarguably the second most demanding position, if not the most demanding position on the college basketball court, and that's five. So he's going to be like KJ last year. Sure. They tried it there, and he just wasn't quite ready for the physicality of it. He held up pretty well considering, but most freshmen aren't ready for the physicality that comes with banging down there with some of the best in the country in the SEC. So I think if they had their druthers, Hadeem Sy would step in. He's been through this before. Hadeem Sy, I'm going to say Sy forever. Hadeem Sy will step in. He'll, uh, <laughs> he'll, he's will he been in that position before. He's been in those wars. He's played in those games. Let him control that. Let KJ take over for him and spell him at the five when they, when they needed a bigger body and let Sammy play off of that big beside him. So, yeah, he could play it, but I think – um, in another ideal world, they prefer Sammy not be too much of a five in year one and yeah. let those veterans who've been there before kind of take that spot over and um, let Sammy kind of ease his way in and let his athleticism take over. So he tries to play catch up schematically and defensively and all those things that are important in order for a player to get on the floor under Kermit Davis. Who's go- who stood out this summer, Ben? Luis Rodriguez, first and foremost. If the season hmm, started really? today – he would, without a doubt, be the starting three. And if you asked anybody over there to a man who's had the best spring, summer, they all say Luis Rodriguez. And that's not to say that overall, collectively, they haven't had a really good summer because they have. I mean, I could talk about Brian Tyree, Blake Kinson, K.J. Buffett's added a ton of weight. He looks completely made over. Uh, Carlos Curry, his body transformation from when he arrived to what he is now, it's remarkable. I saw a picture, and I, I just couldn't believe what I saw. It was just remarkable to see how toned and much weight he's lost. I mean, that kid could barely lift his weight, if not 90 pounds. <laughs> and now he's a gym rat and he loves kale and all these kind of health-conscious things that you and me and Yancey all need to be conscious of and do ourselves. And uh, they, they've all kind of gotten in shape and they're doing well. So Luis, to be that guy from Wincase to Kermit to Ronnie to Levi Watkins, to say he's the one that's really shined is, is an impressive thing. And uh, a lot of people will question, then, is that a concern? No, not at all. Because remember, Terrence Davis averaged 1.2 points a game his mm-hmm. freshman year, and then his second year he broke out with an all-SEC caliber player. There are some of them projecting that's how Luis Rodriguez is going to be. So I think he's the number one guy, and if he can solidify that three, man, what that opens up for you as far as your depth in the second unit you can roll out against teams, um, kind of a mayhem unit that can run out there and just – it's an opponent that's been worn down by the starter. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how they put it all together. But Luis Rodriguez has really taken on um, what the Ole Miss coaches have wanted him to and shine this summer. One minute, Ben. Uh, talk a little bit about Curry. Is is he the backup five? That's a great question. I don't know if he's going to be that backup five. I think um, they would like for him to be. This is a big year for him, first and foremost. I mean, he has to go show that he can give them something. It's big for Franco Miller, too, because looking the next year in that class, they only have one open scholarship, and that's Brian Tyree who graduates. Now, Devontae Shuler, the expectation, this is probably his last year. He wants to go pro. Um, he's going to go pro probably at the end of the year, so that's two. But Kermit Davis showed this year, he's not afraid to open up roster spots. So Franco Miller has to show he's healthy, and Carlos Curry has to show that he can be a big they can rely on for minutes. So those two guys, keep your eyes on them. Dude Column as well. They they need to show development that they're coming on. Otherwise, Kermit Davis, he's going to go do it in recruiting. He's going to go get Jamin Brakefield and any number of guys who can come in and replace you. It's a good time to be an Ole Miss basketball fan, fan for sure. All right. Great great update. Yeah. There, man. That's some good information. Is, 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 is Miller doing okay, Ben, real quick? Question. 
I didn't even get it, one football question. I'm so No, this is basketball. Ben, is Miller doing okay? Yeah, he's 100%, and that's a big deal because they love him. They want him to be the backup point guard, but can he do it for a sustained amount of time? That remains to be seen. So another thing to follow is practices open up in October. Hey, yeah. buddy, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. Okay. See you later. Ben Garrett. He knows basketball inside and out. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment, over 50 years of serving the Memphis area. With all your equipment needs, located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. Memphis delivered a bitter pill to the Rebels in 2015, the year Ole Miss won the Sugar Bowl with a 37-24 upset in Memphis where nothing went right for the Rebs and everything clicked for the Tigers. No excuses. Memphis flat out beat Ole Miss that day. But the Rebs gained some semblance of revenge in 2016 with a 48-28 victory in Oxford over the Tigers. Ole Miss jumped to a 24-7 halftime league. The Tigers came roaring back with two quick scores in the third quarter to cut the score to 27-21. But then Ole Miss, behind 361 yards of passing by Chad Kelly and 124 yards and two TDs on the ground by seldom-used running back Eugene Brasley, put the game away in the fourth quarter. Ole Miss gained over 600 yards of offense on the day on the heels of a 45-14 blowout of Georgia the week prior. The Rebels hold a convincing 47-11-2 record in 60 games against Memphis, dating back to 1921, but they've proven to be dangerous at times. They are a team the Rebels cannot overlook, especially playing in Memphis. Here's to a repeat of 2016 and not 2015. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Jacob Peeler, he's having trouble getting him. Uh, Jacob must have gotten busy somewhere else. Yancey, uh, talk about Memphis a little bit. Uh, I'm a little concerned about Patrick Taylor, their running back. I think he's a pretty good football player. And, and Brady White, I think, is a good operator of their offense. Yeah, he's a good operator. Uh, again, he likes short, quick passes, uh, not much of a down-the-field guy. The, their offensive line shot lost four starters. And if if Ole Miss, like I said before, that front seven can shut that down, 
You know, I think they have a lot of success. Uh, you know, if they can't, you know, it might be a sign of things to come for the rest of the season with four new offensive linemen starters for, for Memphis. Uh, Brady threw for almost 3,300 yards last year and 26 touchdowns. And Patrick Taylor, I think they had three, three running, running backs. Yeah. They, they gained over 1,000 yards, and Patrick Taylor was one of them, 1,122 yards. But now let's be honest. They didn't play anybody. I mean, no. they they got to. They beat one team with a winning record. And they got the stew beat out of them by Missouri, what, 66 to 35 or something? Yeah, they they I mean, they was, played three top twenty five teams and only lost by an average. I think I was reading it on their boards of like nine or ten points, and then Ole Miss lost by like thirty one points to the top twenty five points that they played on average. So they had more success even against top twenty five teams. But here's Coach Peeler right now. Patrick Taylor, by the way, is six three, two hundred and twenty five pounds. He's a big boy. All right, now we're very happy to have Mr. Jacob Peeler, the wide receiver coach for the Ole Miss Rebels. Jacob, how you doing, buddy? Is, are you excited? It's game week, man. I know that's crazy, crazy to think about, and crazy to say. I mean, it feels like it was uh, spring ball, just you know, a blink of an eye. Now it's, uh, it's game week, so obviously looking forward to uh, seeing how, how the season transpires and how we do. Young man, wait till you get my age. <laughs> the years fly by like <laughs> it's unbelievable. That fall camp seemed like it lasted a year in itself, though, didn't it, Coach? That was a, that was a long preseason camp. Yeah, you know what? It was. It, 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 you know, looking at the schedule, and it was a little over three weeks, and, you know, obviously, you know, wanted to, to see how the, the kids responded. We were out there, you know, pretty much at about 11 o'clock every single day, and, you know, in the heat, and, and I thought our team responded it well i think we got a lot better and you know we've got situationally sound worked on a lot of different situations and you know obviously took advantage of every every opportunity that we were given coach you didn't have any choice this august i didn't think matt and, and the new coordinators and you guys you assistant coaches but kind of put your guys through the ringer in august because i mean they're just so inexperienced and you got so much you've got to teach them yeah, you know what? We, we talked about that all off season about, you know, building the foundation. Obviously, when you look at our roster, um, you know, I don't know the exact number, but, you know, a high percentage of our team are, are freshmen, retro freshmen and sophomores. So we're, we're really young. Um, you 69. know, I do think we have a lot of talent within that group, but, you know, we, we needed to set that foundation. And, and I thought Coach Luke, you know, really set out that was something he wanted us to do, you know, obviously throughout the spring summer and in fall camp so i did think that you know having having you know the guys out there you know in the grind and and, and push through you know days that you, you don't you know your body is aching and you're tired and last thing you want to do is go back out there and, and practice football i mean i think that's the only way that you can get better at it is go out there and actually execute and practice and and work on your craft so i did think that we did get better at that i thought our mindset was in the right place and you know, I thought we got uh, we got better and, and matured a lot in that process. Jake, you're uh, you're starting over, but not completely from scratch. Braylon Sanders is an experienced guy. Elijah Moore, even though he's just a true sophomore, had 36 catches last year. Uh, Miles and Demarcus have been in the program for a full year. They haven't played a lot, but uh, but they're you know they have been with you for 12 months. 
Uh, Dontario Drummond was here in the spring and has some age on him. Uh, but then the rest of them, pretty pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of puppies out there. Um, you know, obviously, knowing, you know, going into to the off season, there was a great chance that we were going to lose DK and AJ and, you know, obviously Lodge and, and Floyd and, and Alex Weber were all seniors. So we knew that there was a great chance that we were going to take a hit in the room and and we did, you know, with, with losing AJ and and, uh, and DK early to the NFL draft. So we set out, obviously, um, you know, the state of Mississippi was where it all started. You know, we were able to get Ontario Drummond, you know, as you mentioned, was with us in the spring, had some success, as we've talked about before, at the junior college level, at the high school level. And, and you know, getting, you know, getting the victory with, with Mingo on signing day and Dennis Jackson on signing day and, Jordan Jernigan, you know, Mississippi State was high on him and, you know, Oregon and other teams of that nature. And then, you know, the one out-of-state kid was Jaden Jackson. Was able to get him graduated and go through spring ball. And, you know, he had a lot of SEC interest, a lot of SEC teams wanting him as well. And so we're able to really build a good, solid, young class. Obviously, the young is the, the word that sticks out. But we, we are really excited about that freshman group. I think they competed extremely hard all of fall camp. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't give in when, when things were tough, they, they, they persevered and pressed through it. And I'm excited as everybody else to see, see how they grow this season and see how well they do, uh, you know, obviously on national TV on Saturday, cause they're going to get their opportunities and, and we'll see how well they, uh, handle it. Coach, you had said before that you'd like to have a seven, eight man rotation. And if that's still the case, uh, to me, from what you were saying in the past practices, you might have A, B, and C starting, but D, E, D, E, and F will be playing just as many as snaps. Is it still going to be just throwing them out there and just kind of seeing how the flow goes and 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 who's standing out to get more reps? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, we'll, I still try to figure all that stuff out with the rotation as we go through this week. I know that sounds crazy for people to hear, but you know that the, the best teams that I've you know, in terms of, of, of depth that I've been around, you know, obviously we were really top heavy last year, had a lot of really good players or great players. And, you know, we kind of limped across the finish line, uh, late in the season. Floyd Allen was battling injuries. Lodge was battling injuries. AJ had his, his thumb that, you know, he was having to play through and, and there, you know, DK had his injury. So we, we kind of limped through the finish line and, and didn't have the depth, you know, per se, that, that you're used to having or I'm used to having. And I feel like for the first time uh, we got a lot of really good quality rep, uh, depth and we're getting the guys, you know, the opportunity to get reps and stay healthy as the season progresses. And hopefully, you know, some of these young guys or guys that maybe doesn't have the, the game experience are able to kind of develop and continue to push and get in the rotation. So, you know, going to go through this week and kind of see how well they perform and how well they pick up the game plan. And and honestly, like you said, I'm going to throw the first group out there. And, and you know, the second series, the third series, the fourth series, it may be the different group of guys. And, you know, we, we'll just see how well they handle the, the game atmosphere and, and the game plan that we're trying to execute. So hopefully, uh, you know, again, in a perfect world, you're playing anywhere from seven to eight to nine at some point in the season. Not saying that means they'll play week one or week two, but you know, as they as they get more and more comfortable in the offense, more and more comfortable with what we're asking. Hopefully, we'll be able to build that depth that way. 
Coach uh, Jaden Jackson and Dennis Jackson both came here as kind of sprinters. Uh, that that mo that type. Uh, but g- give us what Jonathan Mingo does well in in your mind. Uh, what type of receiver is he? Yeah, you know Mingo is physically. Uh, it kind of reminds you of the. The, the Ole Miss wide receiver, the big, physical, 215, 220-pound wideout that uses his, his body really well in, in press coverage, and, and he makes the strong catch. You know, I, 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 he does have AJ, AJ-type body, you know, ball control, ball skills, uh, body control, I'm sorry, and ball skills, and he, he just knows how to utilize his size to his advantage, and, you know, when the ball is, is in the air, he, he you know, DBs are that they're taught to strip the ball away or take the ball away, and I think he does a really good job of getting his hands on the ball, and he has strong hands. And so, and again, he he, he can really run for a big guy. He he's not just a a big wideout. I think he has the ability to to be really twitchy and, and physical at the same time. So I was really impressed with his fall camp and and how well he progressed. Uh, just extremely smart. Um, obviously played in a, a successful high school system that, that utilized his skill set really well and, and uh, excited to see how well he progresses. I really love uh, the wild card in this group to me is Tylen Knight that you got from the running back room. And when you put him and Elijah out there at the same time, I just don't know how safeties can cover them, Coach. Yeah, you know, Tyler was a, a pleasant surprise. You know, going through spring ball, he was playing running back and had some injuries at the slot. Obviously, most of the, I guess, the group wasn't with us. Um, you know, we didn't have all the freshmen there yet. And and so we had some injuries, and Tylen had shown the ability to to be good in space and catch the ball in space. And, you know, obviously in high school, he was moved all over the place, played slot, played DB, played some, some uh, running back as well. And, so just kind of took him thinking, you know, hey, let's get through some practices, see how well he does. And he just really took took to it, took ownership uh, of the position, learned it, uh, had a great spring game, and, and has continued to develop. You know, obviously he's, you know, playing the position of receiver solely right now. It, it's the first time in his career he's had to do that. So there's still some things he's learning, you know, whether it's, you know, particulars of a route or a stem or you know, maybe top of a route or whatever it may be, but he, he's he's done a great job, and it's obviously really fun to watch him uh, when he gets the ball in his hands and and do what he does best, and and uh, you know becomes a running back after he catches the ball. So that's something that's really natural for him. Did did your guys as inexperienced they are? You know, they, they're trying to come in and learn so much stuff. Was it? Uh, did they pick up Rich Rod's system? You know, to suit you. To this point, yeah, you know what, um, you know, getting to go through spring was—it's always a little bit hairy early, just because the terminology is new, the timing's not quite there. They're having to learn, you know, the the nuances that we're we're requiring of them, and so it's always a little bit, a uh, little bit hit or miss early in spring. And I thought about practice ten and eleven, we really started to catch on and. You know, the beautiful thing about the summer now, we're able to be around them some. We can't do anything with, with footballs, but we're able to, you know, get in the classroom or, you know, maybe walk through some stuff without a ball. And so I did think that come fall camp, they were so much further along than they were by practice 15 of spring. So, you know, I thought they were able to 
really help that freshman group and get them caught up. And, and you know, obviously um, nothing's going to be like a game. You, you know, you try to get practice to, to, to be as close to a game as possible, but you really don't know until the lights are on and, and you know, you put them in a crowd full of people to how they're going to respond. And that's the part I'm most excited about just to, you know, to, to just be able to sit back and, and, you know, watch all their hard work come to fruition and, and see how well they perform on game day. Coach, I, I'm, I know Rich Rod wants to run the ball. Uh, Matt wants to run the ball. I would assume running the ball a little bit more is going to open up more opportunities for your guys to get more manned coverage situations. Is that is that a good assumption? Yeah, you know, in, in this league, it's, there's no secret that you got to better run the ball and stop stop the run if you're if you want to win in this league and. And, you know, nobody has done it better than Rich Rod in his, his career. But, you know, again, I do think that Matt Corral has a, has a unique skill set. I do think we have a, uh, you know, ability to do some different things with the pass game and the RPO system that, that Rich Rod is really excited about. But we're always going to hang our hat in the run game. And, and you know, it's going to start up front and, and end there. You know I mean? If you're able to, you know, maintain and hold the line of scrimmage, that's going to be, you know, the dictator whether you win or lose games in this conference. So, obviously, uh, there's always going to be that mindset that, that we got to go out there and, and run the football in order to get the safeties involved. And just like you mentioned, get the get the safeties, once they're involved, you get more one-on-one uh, coverage, which when that happens, you, you know, as a receiver, you, you've got to be ready to make a play. And, and that's what you're looking for it, it, as a receiver is when they start manning you up, you know, the ball is coming your way. Coach, I think we're pretty blessed at running back, and and uh, you know even though we lost Dawson Knox at tight end, I think we're solid at tight end. The op- the offensive line has been scrutinized uh, preseason, but I look at it like it's their turn. I mean, guys like uh, Royce Newman and uh, Michael Howard and Eli Johnson and Bryce Mack, they paid their dues. Uh, I think they should be okay if we can just develop a little bit of depth up front what's what's your opinion after two or three scrimmages yeah you know been pleasantly surprised with that group um you know no different than than the receivers i mean those that that group took the biggest hit um you know obviously losing a lot of guys you know whether it was to the nfl or or to graduation and so looking forward to seeing them no different than, than my group i do think that they they were able to obviously with Alex Givens out, Coach McNeil was able to move some pieces around to to get the the five best on the field and and build some of that depth. Obviously, signing seven kids uh, in last year's class, we're able to to get a lot of of, of quality depth built up through fall camp because none of those guys were uh, early enrollees. So the first time they were on the field was the first day of fall camp. So thought they did a tremendous job of coming along, getting physical. You know, playing with the hard edge, as Coach Rod always talks about. And I thought Coach Bignell and, and Coach Luke did a great job with that group and, and building that depth, like you talked about, with guys that, that have been in the game scenarios. Maybe they weren't, you know, walking on the field as a, as a starter, but, you know, Royce Newman has played a lot of football. Bryce Matthews has, has played in games. You know, Eli, it'll be his first one. I know he, he sustained an injury a couple of years ago, a year ago, whenever it was, and you know, he's back healthy and had a really good camp. And Mike Howard has put on that weight that everybody was waiting on him to put on. And he's playing really fast and really, you know, athletic at the tackle position. And so, you know, again, you know, guys that have been here have, have 
been in the wars, maybe not, you know, down to down, but have played in games and, and given, you know, given us a chance to win some games in the past. So now that's, as you mentioned, that's their turn to kind of put their stamp on the program. Coach, thank you so much. We're right up against a break. I really appreciate your time and good luck Saturday, buddy. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate you. It was great talking Thanks. to you. Have a great one. You too. Jacob Peeler, wide receiver coach for the Ole Miss Rebels. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Welcome back to the final segment of tonight's Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Yancey, uh, always good to talk to Jacob Peeler. I think he's a really great young coach. It's yeah. going to go far. He uh, is. He reminds me of McIntyre a lot, just very yeah. studious of the game. Bright. Bright, you know, attention to detail. Just, you know, you know, in 10 years he's going to be. a good, solid recruiter. Yeah. Keeps up. With like Mike. Keeps up with the academics of recruits. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very thorough yeah. with his recruiting. Yeah. That's a good point. Like about you say, academics. like Mike. Yeah, just just a young Mike, Mike McIntyre, in my opinion. You know, when Mike started Ole Miss, he yeah. was a receiver he coach. He sure was, wide receiver That's, that's coach. what people forget. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I love what he's done with our receivers. And he's got a challenge this year now. He does. I, again, he, I we've don't. We've all been a little spoiled. I don't like. Not having that group of receivers that create physical mismatches, yeah. uh, and that worries me. Yeah, a little, little bit worried about the blocking end of it. Uh, I, and that's a good point with the, know, with we'll the running. Let's go to the control room now with Jack Schultz around the SEC. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. The college football season began on Saturday with an SEC victory. Dan Mullen and the Florida Gators defeated Miami 24-20 in a sloppy contest at a neutral site in Orlando. Florida, leading by four on Miami's final possession, gave up two pass interferences in their own territory on third and fourth and long situations, giving the Canes further opportunities to strike. But it was the Gators' 10 sacks that ultimately secured the win. Felipe Franks finished the night 17 for 27 for Florida, throwing for 254 yards and two touchdowns, but he did give up two interceptions. Six different Gators rushed, but the load was carried primarily by LaMichael Perrine and Franks, who combined for 17 of Florida's 27 carries. Former Ole Miss wide receiver Van Jefferson caught one pass for 14 yards. The other 13 SEC teams will begin their seasons this week. Games to watch include Duke at number two, Alabama at 2.30 on Saturday. Number three, Georgia travels to Nashville to face Vanderbilt in the first conference game of the year. And number 16, Auburn faces number 11, Oregon, Saturday night. Finally, late last week, Mississippi State was hit with the NCAA sanctions and probation for academic misconduct. One of the penalties will include 10 players facing an eight-game suspension. State will also suffer loss of scholarships, official visits, and a variety of other penalties. 
That's the latest news around the SEC. Enjoy the first week of college football season. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Uh, all right, the good, bad, and ugly. Brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, side-by-side, or lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, the good is that game week is finally here. It's what I wait for from the last day of spring training with a lot of anticipation to see a new crop of Rebels line up against the nation's best for 12 grueling games gets my blood going, gets my competitive juices flowing. There are a lot of unknowns as to how a lot of new players and these new coaches will respond in the heat of battle, but that does not hinder my excitement level. The players and coaches have worked their tails off to put the best product they possibly can on the field in Memphis Saturday morning, and they deserve our support and enthusiasm. I'm excited about new veteran coordinators. I'm excited about a new young quarterback. I'm excited for some young men who have been waiting their turn patiently to get their shots. I'm excited about the newcomers who have given this squad a shot of adrenaline. I'm excited about these coaches having a full allotment of scholarship players, even though a lot of them are really young. I'm excited about the NCAA being out of here and the Revs being able to play for postseason action again. I'm excited that after a very physical August, the Rebels are pretty healthy. Let's tee it up. The bad and ugly, well, nothing really. Just personal taste. I don't like playing Memphis, but if we must, I certainly don't like playing them in Memphis. Always play them in Oxford or don't play them. It's simple. Let's just get this one under our belts and never make that silly mistake again. That's just my humble opinion. The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Yancey, when are you going up? That morning. You're going to go Saturday morning? Yeah. All right. I'm not leaving the day early to go 60 miles down the road. Well, I figured you'd go out to eat at some fancy five-star <laughs> restaurant. If you're paying, I will. In your new Mercedes and, you know, do all that yuppie stuff that you always do. If you pay, I'll go. Or, or go to some little bar and, and listen to some uh, blues jam session. Or a jam somebody, band. There we go. jam band. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's what I was thinking. But hey, you're not. I'm down. You okay. give me the credit card and I'm all over it. Yeah, right, right. Where's your credit card? It's surely not maxed out. Uh, uh, 11 o'clock, Liberty Bowl Stadium, Ole Miss, Memphis, important game for the Rebels. Bring your suntan lotion. Yeah, and your and your. AK. It was supposed to have been 82 about three days ago, then it went to about 92, 93. So. Yeah, that's what McIntyre said in the press conference today, and, and I was shocked because I, I thought 84. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, now they're saying it's going to be 92 degrees. And on that, it, they that must, concrete stadium. Well, too. they must have turf because he said on the turf it's probably going to be 110, 115 yeah. degrees. And that's why he was talking about having to play so many players. Uh, How many Ole Miss fans do you think come? I think it would be representative. I, I don't, I'm not good at guessing. I'm not good at guessing crowds. or. Uh, used to be, you know, we would, you know, Ole Miss would bring at least 30. Yeah. You know, half of it, but. I'm thinking 15, 18 for this one. Yeah. The 11 o'clock, if it had been at night, we would have added about another five, seven. Yeah, for sure. It's just so hot. All right. Well, we'll be back next Monday night. 
hopefully talking about a Whew. rebel win over the Tigers Man. and getting ready for the Hogs. So if not, uh, we might have uh, retired this radio show in one week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, good night, everybody. Howdy, toddy. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.